So you never rode it on the interstate? <laughs> never rode never, it on the interstate. Never freeway drive. No, I mean, that thing could probably get up to close to 40, but yeah, I would feel... Oh, you especially, must have... with, especially with the way that people drive on 94 and 43, I, I would feel not safe on that thing. I wouldn't feel safe on that thing on the sidewalk. <laughs> <laughs> Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Vetrano. Bullseye! 612 on Wisconsin's Morning News this Friday morning. You know I'm not a big birthday guy. Oh, I know. Right. I but know. that's uh, my choice with my birthday. Sure, I don't right. begrudge anyone else the various celebrations they wish You'll to celebrate have. with anyone you just don't sure. like to celebrate your own. That's fine. Yeah. We got one today that we're going to celebrate a bit. Hey, Bob, it's Susan Varela. And Andrew Varela. We are Broadway performers who have come back home to live in Milwaukee, and we'd like to wish you happy, happy birthday, birthday to you. you. Happy, happy birthday, birthday to you. you. Happy birthday, dear Bob. Happy birthday to you. Have a great day. Bob who? <laughs> we say Bob in Milwaukee. Of course, we're talking about our local treasure, Hall of Fame broadcaster Bob Euchre, 90 years old today. I get as fired up as I did when I first started doing this. Universally beloved, Mr. Oh my Baseball. Gosh, the best out there. Did some angels this morning out in the snow to celebrate. <laughs> How many you got? Oh, a About ton. a thousand? A ton. Put Can away we... the snow plow and come on out. <laughs> That's one of my favorites. You don't like this one, you don't like sliced bread. That's what I say. Mm. Uh, what a game. So... <laughs> So yeah, Hugh's birthday today. Um, Ricky Weeks, remember him? He's back now. He's uh, he's part of the coaching staff now. Former second baseman. He just talked to our folks at WDTMJ yesterday and and, and discussed uh, what he remembers from what made Hugh so special for the guys in the clubhouse. And I remember him coming into the clubhouse every single day, uh, going to the back of the training room, getting inside a pool and swimming every single day. And I used to wonder why he would do that. So me and would talk a lot about you know why he did that, and he said honestly. He said he just wanted to be around the guys. And he just wants to be one of the guys. And and uh, the thing I got from him the most was uh, how how humble he was to guys that we thought that he was bigger than us. And him coming around, being very quick witted, and 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 still being you know quick on you know his his comebacks and jokes and things like that. Um, I think it feels good to for everybody else to kind of be around him. And and you know that's why you know you can you can. You know, we appreciate him for um, you know for everything that he's done in baseball, and especially for the city of Milwaukee and for the Milwaukee Brewers. So, um, hats off to, to Bob and, and happy birthday to him. Man, I mean, you think about the generational gap between today's ball players and Uke. I mean, and yet the young guys love him. Oh yeah, love it when he's down there. And then he loves him back, and that's a special relationship. So, happy birthday to Bob Uecker, ninety years old today. You don't mess around with Tony Danza either. You tell Tony Danza, look, why are you the captain? Bang, he smokes you, man. Really? Yeah. I've known Tony a long time. Former boxer, not much of a puncher, pretty good dancer. Here's a ball down low, and it's two and one. Who's the boss? He is. Yeah. We were driving to the store, Bob Uecker calling the play. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. The 31-13 and 13 Milwaukee Bucks back in action tonight against the same team they beat on Wednesday, the Cleveland Cavaliers. It's been an up-and-down season for the Bucks, to say the least. Bucks guard Damian Lillard asked after Wednesday night's win if he thinks this team, given those ups and downs, has even touched their potential yet. I don't. Uh, I think that's... Uh... 
one of the, the positives of where we are, considering that it's been kind of rocky and up and down to get here, you know, being almost 20 games over 500 um, and still knowing that we haven't been the best version of ourselves. Uh, I think we should be encouraged by it, but we should also um, understand that it's a process to get there and we got to keep uh, fighting that fight and doing the things necessary to, to make sure that we continue to improve. The Bucks, according to ESPN NBA insider Adrian Wojnarowski, after firing Adrian Griffin after 43 games, have reportedly signed head coach Doc Rivers through the 2026-2027 season. That contract expected to be around $40 million in total. They started talking yesterday afternoon through late last night and then nailed down a deal uh, this morning. Yep. Uh, you know, Doc, this is a multi-year deal. This is an organization that really didn't have a plan B if they didn't get Doc Rivers and didn't convince him to join them. Bucks Cavs again tonight from Pfizer Forum. Tip off set for 7 p.m. Bucks shoot around. We'll get you ready right here on WTMJ beginning at 6. Over to College Hoops where the UWM Panthers snapped their two game losing streak as they knock off Detroit Mercy on Thursday night in Milwaukee. This one by a final of 87 to 71. Here's a steal by Pullion. KP back and he will go up and he'll put it down. Scott Warris on the call over on 1017 The Truth as the Panthers with that win last night getting back to 500. Currently sitting at 10 and 10 on their season. And sticking with college hoops, the 13th ranked Badgers returning to Madison tonight to take on Big Ten foe, the Michigan State Spartans. Tip off tonight set for 7 p.m. And lastly, the Packers on the search for the next defensive coordinator after firing Joe Barry this week. ESPN's Rob Rob (laughs) Demosky weighing in with his thoughts on where Green Bay could be looking for in their next play caller. You know, here's the thing that you have to ask. Does he want to stick with the similar scheme and just get new leadership, or does he want to, you know, sort of blow it up and try something completely different from an X's and O's standpoint? But I would assume that if you're Matt LaFleur, uh, regardless of what type of scheme you want, uh, you've got to be more aggressive. You need to get the ball back to the offense as much as possible. He's got to figure out what best fits that sort of description uh, for this defense. Vinny, no names as of yet have been linked to the newest job opening in Titletown. I may drop my application later. Might as well. I got a few ideas. Apparently it's wide open, so we'll see. But no names yet. (laughs) I'd like the snide defense. (laughs) Absolutely. 620 on Wisconsin's Morning News. As most catchers do to each other, Paul LaDuca with a tap on the shin guard with his bat to Eddie Perez. When a catcher does that to you, you know, it's a sporting gesture. Good luck tonight. Don't get hurt. When another catcher comes up to you and takes a full swing at you, then you know he's not your pal. It's <laughs> good advice. Bob Euchre, 90 years old today. Happy birthday, Bob. Great time to escape this gloomy weather. Head indoors for museum days. It runs through the weekend with free or reduced admission to attractions in Milwaukee and beyond. Debbie continues her series here, taking a look at a few of the locations participating. So you're driving along Lincoln Memorial Drive and you look way up the hill and you see this Italian Renaissance villa? Not what you'd expect to see along Lake Michigan in southeast Wisconsin. Lloyd and Agnes. She means Lloyd and Agnes Smith of A.O. Smith fame. They traveled to Italy together and Agnes saw the wonderful Renaissance style villas there and she said, Lloyd, I want one and I want it in Wisconsin. Marketing director for Villa Terrace, Caroline Daniker, sat down with me and gave me the lowdown on this location as well as the Charles Alice Art Museum. We'll get to that one in a minute. They came back and they completed
commissioned David Adler to build them a Renaissance-style Italian villa, and that's how we get Villa Terrace Art Museum. And in the 40s, there is this transition. Lloyd passes away, Agnes moves out of the home. It sits empty relatively for most of the year. So when she hears that the War Memorial needs more space for its art, she says, well, I have this beautiful empty home which exemplifies craftsmanship. I'm going to donate my home to become an art museum. And the rest, as they say, is history. We do have a historic decorative arts collection, and then we host contemporary craft and decorative arts exhibitions throughout the year. Not only that, but it's one of the premier wedding venues in the city. But Italian Renaissance? Here? Why Wisconsin? <laughs> well, they're based here. Lloyd works for the A.O. Smith Company. The family had two properties. And David Adler looks at these and he goes, well, if you fell in love with the Mediterranean, then obviously we're choosing the site that's on the bluffs of Lake Michigan. Well, what about the Charles Alice Art Museum? And Charles and Sarah Alice, they were incredibly wealthy industrialists and socialites with interest in art. The name may sound familiar in terms of West Alice. That's right. It's that Charles Alice of Alice Chalmers fame. They were incredible art collectors. So they were in love with art and they built their home to be an art museum. They built it knowing that they were going to give it to Milwaukee someday. So both locations were private homes and both collections were donated to the city of Milwaukee to give the citizens the opportunity to learn even more about culture. There's art to be seen in Wisconsin. And when you see that art, it reflects our community. It reflects our history. It reflects the peoples who have lived here. That's where we're seen. And Museum Days is a chance, if you haven't taken that chance before, to take advantage and see the city, see what it has to offer, and really experience the culture and the arts available here. So don't miss out on checking out these beautiful spaces. It's a pretty good deal. We act uh, traditionally on the idea of admission reciprocity. So you buy a ticket to one museum, you get admission to the other. So admission is typically $15. You can now get in for five. And then, of course, children 12 and under are always free at our museums. So it's a great, very affordable family adventure. And don't worry, you still have plenty of time to visit these as well as all the area museums participating in this year's Museum Days event. It runs through January 28th. Debbie Lazaga, WTMJ News. And if you got a museum in particular you'd like to visit, just head to their website and see what sort of admission deals and promotions they are offering through the weekend as Milwaukee Museum Week wraps up. Bucks hit the floor tonight once again. we got the Cavaliers at Pfizer Forum. Will the new coach be there? Be coaching? <laughs> Somewhere in the Somewhere house? Somewhere in the house. Brandon has Sports at 645. So we have the... State of Alabama executed a guy Thursday night in a way that's never been done before. Smith was pronounced deceased by physicians at 8.25 p.m. Central Standard Time. Now, Kenneth Eugene Smith, he lost an 11th hour appeal at the U.S. Supreme Court. He was executed by way of nitrogen hypoxia. There's not been an execution this way before in the U.S., the United Nations Human Rights Office in Geneva, Switzerland, was monitoring and protesting. There are reports that it may have taken up to 25 minutes. Um, it's, it's unclear exactly. Um, and he was writhing and, and clearly um, suffering. So that's UN Human Rights spokesperson Ravina Shamsdani. Uh, they weren't protesting so much that the execution occurred, but rather the method. They don't like this but new he, method. He asked to do it this way, didn't he? He did indeed. Smith chose this method of execution an option that was presented to him after a botched attempt a little over a year ago. Yeah. They tried a lethal injection and had trouble, I think, 
getting the proper vein or whatever they needed to do. And so that didn't work late in 2021. Then there were other delays and various other court proceedings, and they ultimately settled on this. He said, okay, I'll do this. ABC's Chuck Sievertson describes the method and has a witness who tells what she saw. After a steak, eggs, and home fries last meal and a Supreme Court majority refused to stop it, Kenneth Smith said tonight Alabama causes humanity to take a step backwards. A mask put on his face delivered oxygen, gradually replaced with nitrogen. An Alabama journalist, Ivana Herincruz, saw it. For about two minutes following that, Kenneth Smith shook and rides uh, for about two minutes on a gurney. After deep breaths, he passed out and died. Chuck Sievertson, ABC News. So he was one of Smith, one of three men who were convicted in a murder for hire plot, convicted of brutally stabbing Elizabeth Senate to death 35 years ago. And as I was researching for this story, you can find all kinds of coverage today about poor Ken Smith and, and what he went through. And without regard for the debate over execution or not, and we don't have that here in Wisconsin, a number of other states do. Um, Someone else is dead. Yes, and it's yeah. important to note they that. And killed. there's scant yeah. little coverage about that fact. Mike Sennett is her son. And in a statement after the execution, he said, Kenneth Smith made some bad decisions 35 years ago, and his debt was paid tonight. I guess I'll end by saying that Elizabeth Dorleen Sennett got her justice tonight. 639 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Gaylord Perry. He still says the worst day of his whole career, his life, is when I hit a home run against him. How does that make you feel? I love it. I don't ever remember facing (laughs) (laughs) Bob Euchre, 90 years old today. Happy birthday to Euchre. We'll be celebrating through the day here on WTMJ. Do you have, wait, before we get to it, in this era of virtual meetings, we've all had that moment where you're trying to get into the meeting and something's not working. Right. Yes, or or you think it's going swimmingly and right. it just sounds really bad on we the other end. We can't hear you. Your mic's, oh, let me try this. Let me click that. And yeah. we had one. So it can be tough. Sometimes, actually, you're like, oh, great, I'm out. <laughs> but maybe you had something important to add and, and whatever. So we've all kind of struggled with going. that tech. We had this guy calling in. <laughs> you're, going to, you're talking about the MCTS guy. Yes, I, and I've given this more thought. This guy was calling in to a common council meeting So it was, it was a couple of days ago. It was the uh, Public Works Committee yeah, meeting ago. that Bauman, uh, Bob Bauman is the chair of. And they were talking about the BRT, and they had a couple of guys talking about it who were – they're presenting or discussing the numbers since the BRT, the, the one from the lakefront to uh, yeah. the medical college. And when they were done, third guy who was also on the agenda piped up and said, hey, whoa, I'm here too. I have some insight to provide. Fantastic. Thank, Thank you, you so much, everyone. Item 12, 2, 3, oh, 1, pardon me. Hello, who? Uh, this is uh, Jesus Ochoa, uh, Attorney Francis. I believe our line item was... Added to this yeah, a, little, a little hard to understand what's what's being said there. Well, so he ultimately didn't get to testify at, right, the, at yeah. the hearing, right? Because yeah. Bauman dismissed him. Yeah. We really couldn't hear you. We really couldn't hear you very well. It was all garbled and broken up. Sorry. Is this better? Yeah. Oh, okay, still can't hear it. All right. But we're moving on to the next slide. <laughs> nope, I'll forget it. Yep. Moving on. <laughs> My favorite part is that other people say, yeah, you sound a lot better now if you listen to it. Like, yeah, right, you sound yeah. good. No, we can hear you. Nope. Um, we're no, moving. we're good. Moving on. So I thought about, like, what if that was a big deal for that guy? You know, told his mom about it. Told his wife at breakfast. Are you going to wear that tie for your big meeting today? <laughs> good luck at the meeting. <laughs> Call me after. Tell me how it goes. Everyone's watching cable channel 25 or whatever. You're going to be on TV. 
right, I'll watch on the cable feed. He's <laughs> real excited. All right, my my chance to Kids appear before the council. Quiet. Hey, everyone be quiet in the yeah. house. Everyone yeah. in the That's yeah. on with the common council. <laughs> There he is. <laughs> oh. We really couldn't hear you. We really couldn't hear you very well. It was all garbled and broken up. Sorry. Is this better? Yeah. Oh, okay, better. still can't hear it. All right, better. we're moving on to the next item. Item 12, file two. <laughs> so how did the meeting go? What did you say yesterday, Greg? Greg Hill produces the program. So I just pictured the scenario of like he's at the dinner table and they're ready to totally recap. Yeah. It's like they finally how'd it go? Big Tell meeting. us about they the finally meeting. listened to you. You had yeah. your moment, yes. honey. How did it go? <laughs> they, they finally were gonna listen. I've been trying to get to these guys for you. They're finally gonna hear from me on this. Yes. Right. I've been trying to get these guys' attention for years. <laughs> how did it go then? Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. The Milwaukee Bucks return to the court tonight to take on the Cleveland Cavaliers. Giannis and Damian Lillard have been selected as starters for the 2024 NBA All-Star Game. For Lillard, is the first time he has been named as a starter in his career. And for Giannis, he was a top vote-getter in the league, a first for the two-time MVP. Tip-off tonight set for 7 p.m. The UWM Panthers knocked off Detroit Mercy on Thursday by a final of 87-71. The win helping Milwaukee improve to 10-10 on their season. And lastly, the coaching carousel in the NFL rolled on Thursday as the Atlanta Falcons have hired Raheem Morris for their vacancy, passing on former New England Patriots coach Bill Belichick, and the Panthers hiring former Tampa Bay offensive coordinator Dave Canellis to a six-year deal for their next head coach. It's time for Extra Points, a sports opinion commentary on Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's Brendan Snyde. After finishing the season with a 9-8 record and blowing expectations out of the water in 2023, Green Bay Packers head coach Matt LaFleur was not named to be one of the finalists for the 2023 NFL Coach of the Year. Shocking, I know, but somehow, someway, the vote for these awards must have something personal against the floor because at this point, to me, it's just simply disrespect. I have no idea why he is not included in the final five. Here are the final five coaches that were named. Baltimore's John Harbaugh, Detroit's Dan Campbell, San Francisco's Kyle Shanahan, Cleveland's Kevin Stefanski, and Houston's D'Amico Ryans. Three of them, the first three that I named, were projected to be good or great teams. Three. The other two, Ryans and Stefanski, I could see the argument. The other three, not a chance. No way. Honestly, what does LaFleur have to do in order to be recognized for the good job that he has done? When he won 13 games for three seasons consecutively, people said, eh, that's nice, but it's more of a credit to the MVP quarterback in Aaron Rodgers. Now, when nobody gives him a chance this year, he takes the league's youngest roster, makes the playoffs, and goes toe-to-toe with the number one seed for a chance to play in the Super Bowl, and yet, somehow, they don't give him any credit for that. How does that make any sense in anybody's world? The quick answer here, it simply doesn't. LaFleur, without any question, has done a top five job this season in the NFL. Not debatable. And in my opinion, has done the best job out of those nominees I just gave you, given his circumstances. It's not close either. The disrespect is evident. It's real. And as a fan, it has gotten far out of control. Shame on the NFL and their voters. Got time called here momentarily. Uh, Something just dropped. Behind the uh, the mound area, between the uh, the mound and second base, I don't know what that is, but uh, it's being retrieved by Prince Fielder. It's uh, something from the upper reaches of Miller Park. Nothing really major. It's maybe a four or five hundred pound piece. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Happy birthday to Bob Euchre, turning 90 years old today. We bring in our friend from ESPN Wisconsin, Gabe Neitzel. You do some play-by-play, Gabe. I know it's a passion for you. How hard is it to do what Uke does where you're weaving a story in and out of game action. Oh, it's so incredibly hard. Right? Like, so I, I, no, I've been... it's easy. I just tell a story, and then I go back to the... No, forget it. <laughs> I've been fortunate enough, you know, I've filled in on, on some Bucks games here over the last few years, and I, when I first got into radio and, and I was working full-time for Good Comma Brands at, at ESPN Madison, we had the Madison Mallards, We you know, and I did those games. That was a lot of fun. Uh, for those who don't know, that's uh, Summer Collegiate Baseball. And... You know, I, I played college baseball, and baseball is the hardest sport to do. Like basketball, football, so much because there's, especially basketball, there's action Always up and down moving, the floor. Yep. Where you know, especially pre-pitch clock, <laughs> you got a who knows? Yeah, who knows what's going on between some of these pitches with these guys? And, and the way that Uke over, I mean, the the fifty plus years that he's been doing it behind the microphone, I mean, it's it, it's unbelievable how good he is. It's just a storyteller. And um, one of my favorite things with Uke though was actually a picture. I don't know if you guys remember this. Um, so back when the Brewers were just like the J.J. Hardy print, like all those guys yeah. were coming up the first time they made the playoffs with C.C. Sabathia. Like they were this young, fun team, and Sports Illustrated did a big piece on them, and they happened to interview some of the guys when they were on the road trip in Florida. And they get a picture of a shirtless Euchre playing ping pong at the hotel <laughs> with J.J. Hardy. And Euchre, like, again, so this is, you know, we're, we're talking, you know, 16, 17, 18 years ago. So, you know, Euchre's, you know, like a 70-year-old guy at this point. He is, he looks, for a 70-year-old dude? Yeah. Looked great. Looked fantastic. <laughs> and, like, I just remember, they like, looking at the Sports Illustrated going, how does a 70-year-old man look like this? This is unbelievable. He's timeless. He is. Speaking of looking like something, I, can I bring up the the guy on the freeway again? <laughs> e. Yeah, we never found this guy, did we? So this was the guy, if you are listening earlier this week, I saw a guy in the market interchange. He's on what we've largely described as a moped. It was faster than an e-bike, certainly wasn't a motorcycle. Didn't look very big, though. Yeah, almost a borderline scooter. And <laughs> he's on, he's riding this thing on the freeway. I catch him on the market interchange, and so we rolled video on it. We have it up at uh, WTMJ.com. Actually, if you text the word bike to 855-616-1620, we'll send you the link. Or if you're watching on the live stream right now, I think Pancake is running it through. So you can see Moped Guy on the freeway. I bring it up with Gabe here, Eric, because one of the things that then populated my social media feed were these pictures of Gabe. (laughs) (laughs) He might as well have been the guy. I wish I was that can guy. Can you confirm that was not I, you? I can confirm that wasn't me because the moped in in question in the pictures that were shared of me um, <laughs> is no longer functioning, unfortunately. But when we used to be up at Radio City, I live in River West. Like I lived a mile and a half away from Radio City. And my living situation currently is uh, the best friends of me and my wife live upstairs. They own the house. Okay. So, you know, he my, and my best friend up there like had bought this moped for... God, I mean, nothing. Like, he, he, like yeah, okay. he just basically, like, it was just something for him to tinker around with in his garage. But there was really never a chance to ride it all that often because there wasn't a key. It was a kickstart. So, like, uh. well, but, I mean, I bet he could steal it. So, <laughs> you drive it anywhere, leave it at a parking lot. It's not like, you you know, get a key in there and turn it. Look, there so, he is. Yeah, that's, Greg has yeah. it up on the screen. <laughs> so, you got to click on the live stream. <laughs> 
So, of course, if you have a moped like that that has a plastic milk crate attached to the back, you need to have a helmet and racing goggles. Like, that's just... that The, 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 the helmet and goggles lived in the back of the crate. So, clearly, I mean, if you were riding this thing, you had to put those on. That was kind of our rule. Um, so, about the only time it was ever used is I would drive it from time to time to Radio City, or we would take it to the Metro Market there in Shorewood. Sure. But then you would take it all the way to the top of the parking garage so nobody knew it was there so nobody would steal it. So you never rode it on the interstate. <laughs> never rode never, it on the interstate. Never freeway drive. No, I mean, that thing could probably get up to close to 40, but yeah, I would feel... Oh, you especially, must have... with, especially with the way that people drive on 94 and 43, I would feel not safe on that thing. I wouldn't feel safe on that thing on the sidewalk. <laughs> <laughs> and, and at 40, you must have felt like you were about to break the sound barrier. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, yeah. You get, down, like, you get down like you're trying to be more aerodynamic. You know, you're just... Here we go. <laughs> Thank I missed that friend. thing. Uh, you can text the word WATCH to 855-616-1620 to join us on the live stream or bike if you want to see the picture of or the video of Moped Guy on Freeway who is not Gabe Neitzel.